Hey, hey, welcome to the Halftime Mike Podcast. I am Mike Gingrich, a business creative and a basketball fan. I'm weaving here together in this podcast to give you practical, no-nonsense resources on social media, business marketing, leadership, and life. Why do I do that? Because the adjustments you can make at halftime can help your business win the game in the second half. You ready to go? Let's dive into this week's episode. Hey there, this is Mike. I want to welcome you to another Halftime Mike podcast. Super excited today because today is uh, the launch of a new expanded format for me. And so just let me tell you a little bit about that. I've um, decided to kind of bring in to the podcast, to my blog, my the, the rest of my life, so to speak. So uh, you know that I do things about the web here and I do things about social and on occasion I've done things about uh, business and leadership uh, and you might know if you've watched and seen me on social media that I'm a triathlete and a runner and uh, I love to get out and go challenge myself in uh, new and exciting ways uh, primarily with the uh, distance events and triathlons and, and running and I'm all about having people add value and be uncommon. I believe that uh, that's the, the, the core mission and that's what I bring in uh, MikeEnglish.com. Uh, my goal is to add value to you. My goal is to do that in an uncommon way. My goal is to empower you to add value. Uh, if you're a employee in the marketing department for a business, if you are a leader managing people, if you are a entrepreneur implementing uh, social media, for others, uh, you know that's my that's my goal, and uh, I just realized I have my headphones, earplugs in, and I don't really need them. I'm not uh, doing anything online at this moment, so I'm taking them out. Um, but today's format is the first of my expanded format. So uh, you know me best for the Halftime Mike podcast, giving you tips in uh, web and social, um, as I mentioned before, and I've also done some on uh, business and leadership. So here's my five areas going forward, and. Uh, that's, that's going to inform what my podcasts are about. So I'm going to continue with web, going to continue with social. Uh, I'm going to have some focus on business development. And so that is helping particularly uh, small businesses and nonprofits navigate the early days, the startup days, the growth days, the challenge days. What do you do when sales go down? I've got experience in that, those types of pieces. So uh, think of me as an advisor and a coach for these areas, web, social, business, Fitness and mission. So let me tell you about those last two. Fitness, uh, I'm going to weave in and talk about things that that I'm doing and and why you should consider fitness as well, how that impacts uh, your life and therefore your business. And uh, I'm wearing my um, New York City United Airlines half marathon t-shirt today because I just finished that race last Sunday. And that's going to be the focus of what I'm going to talk about today. And, uh, however, I'm going to draw some parallels to that for business and life. So, you know, stay tuned and explore this one, and hopefully uh, you will enjoy this new format. And then the final one is mission, and that's all about the adding value and being uncommon. You know, those two roots in life, I think you succeed at every one of those if you're doing those things. I, I think you succeed in the web, uh, on social media, uh, in business, you know, and in fitness if uh, you are trying to add value and you're trying to be uncommon. We have to do things. We can't do things like everyone else does, or else we're no, we're no different. And uh, you take a look at just in mainstream American society, 
and their fitness level, and it's not a fitness level. You just eat the way the normal American eats. Um, you are not going to, uh, you know, be fit and have a, a healthy lifestyle that's going to help you uh, leave a legacy, make an impact, and succeed in business uh, or, you know, in the things you're doing on the web and social. So it's all related. So that's the overview. It's uh, web, social, business, fitness, mission. Those are my five areas. You're going to start seeing that a lot more coming across. And, uh, you know, it exemplifies things. You know, for, for example, I, I share a lot on Instagram about my uh, fitness, my running, and also, you know, uh, family life. That's just part of my adding value. One area where I want to add value is to my family, my wife, my children. And you, you see that a lot on Instagram. On Facebook, um, you know, I'm focusing on, again, you know, more of my life, what's happening, that type of thing on my profile, on my business page, um, facebook.com slash Digital, You're going to see more about the web, the social, but now you're also going to see more about these five areas. So um, business, fitness, and mission, because I mean, I think there's some things in here to draw from that overall help you to uh, live a better life, run a better business, make a lasting impact, and um, you know, live a life that matters. Isn't that what we all want? You know, to to know that what we've done uh, matters. And so, you know, that's my goal on LinkedIn. I'm going to be a little bit more business, but LinkedIn is working for me from a engagement standpoint. So I'm also adding some things in there that are a little bit more um, geared towards the broader life perspective as well. All right. So anyway, that's that's the overview. That's where we're going today. So stay with me. We're going to talk about the United Airlines half marathon that I just finished uh, March 18th and it's 13.1 miles. It was from Brooklyn, crossed Manhattan Bridge, through Brooklyn, Manhattan Bridge, into Manhattan, Times Square, into Central Park, around Central Park to the finish. 13.1 miles and uh, I ran with my brother-in-law and I know that if you've listened to me before, you know I like to uh, run with a purpose, run for a cause. I don't just run to run. I like to uh, have it be meaningful. And there can be multiple meanings for it. Like, you know, number one, I don't want to just do any half marathon. I like to want to have ones that are uh, unique and um, something that I want to see. What a way to see New York City. I've been there multiple times, but I've never had the streets closed for me. And I've never gotten to... Um, run through Brooklyn, cross the Manhattan Bridge, through Times Square. That was the highlight right there, running through Times Square. That place was electric. I mean, they had people lining it. They had a band playing. Um, there was all kinds of things going on. Uh, so it was spectacular. And uh, so if you check out my Instagram feed, you check out my um, stories under fitness and my stories on Instagram and my profile, you can go back and uh, see some of the, I captured some video footage. I was I had my phone out, I'm running through Times Square, I actually had my phone out numerous times, Manhattan Bridge, uh, Central Park, those type of things, and I captured some of this. It was just beautiful, that type of thing. So I run for a purpose. Number one, I wanted to do it because it was New York City. Uh, I wanted to see it differently. Uh, my daughter's in Brooklyn, so I mean, I could stay at her place, apartment overnight, get to the starting line, and uh, you know, take off from there. Uh, and two, I was running it for the Organization for Autism Research, OAR, and uh, this has impacted me directly. I have a niece and nephew that uh, are varying degrees of the spectrum of autism, 
and uh, special, unique individuals. Love them dearly, and I wanted to, to run it for them. So uh, I'll, I'll try to post one of my videos in here. I did a video with my niece, Annika, on Facebook that uh, was a kind of a promotion to talk about what we were doing and gave you an introduction to her. We did a dialogue on a Facebook Live. Uh, got a bunch of views, and um, anyway, we were raising money. I had a goal of $1,000, and um, basically in the final week, uh, we blew that out of the water. So I had $600 going into the final week, 60%, and ended up with uh, $1,405, that type of thing. So $805 in that last week, uh, which is a business principle, isn't it? That uh, people do things last minute, don't they? They, they sign up for the webinars in, in the last minute. And we got to be ready for that. I mean, uh, we have to promote it right, and we have to talk about it. So I had done some trying to let my community know what I was doing and did some early videos and then I did some videos the final week letting people know and getting them ready and getting ready to race. This is where I'm at. This is my goal. This is what I'm trying to do. And um, ultimately, you know, that came through so I was able to raise money for them. We went to New York City. My brother-in-law, um, the father, Lyle, of um, my niece and nephew, we got to meet the folks from uh, Organization for Autism Research, hang out with them a little bit on the Saturday before the race. Uh, it's just a great organization, learning about them, and uh, glad to contribute uh, to that cause and in support and honor of uh, my niece and nephew. And so uh, training for a half marathon is not to be taken lightly, and a half marathon is not to be taken lightly. This is not something that you can just on a whim do. Business application, business application. Uh, you can't just wing it. You can't just uh, say, I'm going to do this and tomorrow I should be successful at it. You know, you can't do that. You try to just run a half marathon and no training, uh, you're going to fail or you're going to be in serious pain. Okay? It takes planning. It takes training. So does business. So does web, social. Okay? So does having a mission in life. It, it takes some um, strategic planning ahead and then it takes putting in the work. Do the work. Okay? Each week you had to do the work. And uh, so I, uh, I think I identified in November that I was going to run this race March 18th and got things lined up in December to start my training. I like to do uh, three months at least of training for a half marathon, and I already have a base, you know, so I'm not coming into this out of shape. I'm coming into this uh, in shape, but not in half marathon shape, okay? Now, um, this is where I'm going to dive into a little bit of the... Um, training aspect in the fitness side of things that I am, you know, mid-40s, all right? Going to be honest with you, 46 years old, and I cannot do what I did when I was 21, 22, which was put in a ton of miles. I put in a ton of miles now, uh, five days a week kind of thing, and, you know, my knees get sore, my ankles get sore, my hips get sore. Uh, I can't do it, so I have to find another training regimen to work with and I began experimenting with one and really took it seriously uh, for this training and it has worked and I'm thrilled about it and um, it is from uh, the Netherlands they did a, a did a runner did a group research study and they took them through these are all runners that were over the age of 40 and they basically did a scaled back training so they were running three days a week one long run, and that long run was generally uh, started out, you know, in the in the seven, six, seven mile realm, and it got up to nine miles. So, so for the half marathon, the longest you were running was nine miles. 
Now, I actually did run 10 one time, um, but 9 miles was the longest. And you don't only do that once a week. So like on a weekend, for me, it was typically a Saturday or Sunday was my long run. And then um, the, the rest of the days, you had a day off, did nothing. And then the other days, you were doing a some type of high-intensity um, interval training workout, a HIIT, H-I-I-T workout that was more of a aerobic or weight routine. So I was, um, I was lifting weights, small, light weights, but full body type of thing. So I was working out my um, arms, shoulders, definitely my abs, core, back, um, and then my, all, all my leg muscles. So hamstrings, you know, I was doing squats, these types of things. My, my go-to for that is a YouTube channel called HasFit, the HasFit Tribe, H-A-S, Heart and Soul Fitness, H-A-S, Fit uh, Tribe, Has Fit Tribe, and uh, Coach Kozak is, is the man there, and I follow them, I do these things. So really, um, I'm at max running three, three days a week, and in all honesty, I move that down to two days a week for myself, because generally with the long run, I would need at least three to four days to recover from that for my body to really feel good. Now, in recovery, it doesn't mean I didn't do anything. So if I ran on Saturday nine miles, um, Sunday I might do one of these HasFit routines, which again it's going to be about 15 minutes really in, in all. But I'm working my uh, my muscles and my heart rate is getting up, but I'm not doing the pounding of running that type of thing. I'm doing these in home, just watching a YouTube video. I've got light weights. I got 10 pounders. I got eight pounders. I got five pounders. That's what I'm doing it with. Repetition routines. I'm not looking to. Um, explode with bulk. I mean, I am skinny. That's a runner's body. <clears throat> but I'm looking to get as lean and as rock solid as I can. And um, I really think it helped me uh, this this time. I recovered faster in this half marathon than I ever have before. So anyway, I was trying this new routine. It was going well. And in February, in the middle of February, remember March 18th, middle of March is my race day. I get ill. This This flu thing going around. I was really sick for three days. But I felt horrible for two weeks, really. I did not run for two weeks. Two weeks. 14 days in the midst of training for a half marathon. And I was worried about that. So I finally got back into running in the later part of February. And, you know, I'm three weeks out kind of thing from the race. Concerned about that. Uh, got back into it. Times were not necessarily good, uh, you know, looking at that. But... Um, Resumed the training, resumed running, you know, uh, two to three days a week. Again, generally two. I would do uh, the other workouts. So, so my other running day was a either a Tuesday or a Thursday uh, with a long run on Saturday or Sunday. And then generally I would take Fridays totally off. And the other days I'm doing uh, this kind of cardio uh, hit workout routine with weights. So I'm, I'm working all these core pieces. I'm doing planks. You know what planks are to, to work all your ab muscles. Um, I'm doing some burpees, those types of pieces there. I'm doing a lot of stretching. Uh, older guy here, my hamstrings are a major problem. And they, they, they hurt me from uh, heel to neck because when my hamstrings are tight, it tightens everything else up. So I had to really work at keeping those loose. Back to this Dutch training plan, uh, it, it helps you find a MHR, marathon heart rate, and you do that by finding a, you know, a maximum heart rate, and then they have a formula 
which helps you determine a um, marathon heart rate and that's that's a rate that you want to keep your heart at all the time so mine turned out to be between 144 and 148 uh, beats per minute for my marathon heart rate which translated it says I could run a marathon at that rate I should be able to keep it there and I want to do my half at that which was for me that was roughly about a nine minute mile um, but it wasn't about the mileage pace I knew it was gonna be close to that maybe lower maybe um, above that a little bit but the, uh, the the deal was to get your body used to running at that rate and if you could uh, acclimate your body to run at marathon heart rate then it would uh, gradually acclimate to be ready to do that uh, at the distance at the half mile uh, marathon at the marathon level and uh, the the weight workouts around that uh, and the other Tuesday Thursdays where I did some speed work some some higher intensity running were to kind of gird you up for the extra miles, gird you up for the pain you know that, that can come uh, down the pike in the longer miles and when your heart rate's going to go up. So that was my training. Going into this half marathon, I wasn't sure. Am I, am I good to go? Am I ready to go? Just because of being sick there, I, I was feeling pretty good, but I was still a little worried about uh, you know kind of that final three miles out there. I hadn't really went over 10, um, and I tried this new training program got there into the uh, race and let me tell you about that so again this race was the biggest one I'd ever been a part of there's gonna be I knew it was gonna be over 21 20,000 it turned out to be 21 and a half thousand 21,600 I believe something like that uh, runners that were in this race so you had to get there early and we got there early like they said um, but it turns out you gotta wait a long time then and it was cold out it was 29 degrees was not dressed for it, so I was standing out there shivering at, um, you know, 6.15, 6.30, 6.45, 7.30. You know, we were supposed to start at 7.30. We didn't get started till 7.50 um, because of all the people. And before, by the time I got the starting line, it was 7.50. And I was cold. I was stiff. I had been shivering, so not the ideal for that race. I learned uh, now that uh, you should uh, take clothes that you want to donate to Goodwill, and so you can bundle up ahead of time. And then they had these uh, bins, um, dumpsters really, where you could uh, put, you know, discard your clothing that you didn't want and donate it to Goodwill. Should have done that. Didn't do that. Started cold. But I'll get into the race quick and, and, and run you through some things there. So um, we took off and uh, we left with the Grand Army Plaza near Brooklyn there. And we went down in to Brooklyn downtown. So we went by um, where the Brooklyn Nets play and uh, we got into downtown. Those The, the first um, four miles there were just kind of a feeling it out kind of thing. Um, it was, it was that's the Barclays Center where the um, New, New York Nets play. And we went by that Barclays Center. It's a great um, architectural wonder. I got some great pictures in downtown Brooklyn, the, uh, the cityscape, beautiful stuff. So you gotta take a look at my Instagram feed there. And First four miles, we're kind of just getting into it. A lot of people there, just kind of weaving in and out, getting settled into the pace. Um, you know, we were we were on pace. I was trying to watch my heart rate. I'm wearing a heart monitor, okay? So it's a, it's a chest monitor with a, um, a a watch, and that's how I monitor my heart rate. And uh, everything was going pretty decent. I was noticing some, you know, 150s. And, you, and you remember, I said I went 144 to 148. Um, then we got onto the Manhattan Bridge, which was the first major incline, you know, long bridge going over the East River into Manhattan. 
Uh, got some great footage of that. It's beautiful, having a great time. But noticed my heart rate was averaging in the 152, 153 realm. Thinking, ah, that's a little high. Uh, wanted to keep it going. Wanted to stay with my brother-in-law. I was watching the times. We were hitting, you know, 830s, 845s uh, per mile. And, you know, I, I was aiming for around 9-ish, but really trying to watch my heart rate, trying to back off. What do I do? Kept going and decided hey, I'm going to try to run with this and hopefully it won't come back and bite me later on. So, um, you know, just being aware of that, I was trying to be aware of my body. My body was saying I'm okay, um, but I did not want my heart rate to really go up any higher because I was worried about finishing strong. Remember, I mean, I've been sick and then I'm trying this new program. What's miles 11, 12, 13 going to be like? First five, no problem. Um, <clears throat> second five, getting up to 10. Uh, really no problem. That was in the part where we got through Times Square. I mean, I think it was just electric and, and energizing there. I mean, running through Times Square, you know, all the digital billboards going, people hollering. Uh, we had our OAR team, Organization for Autism Research, was in Times Square. They were shouting at us. They had signs for us. They were taking pictures of us. We were, yeah, we're going. We're doing well, you know, and, and um, that was awesome. Just kind of plugging away, you know. Second... Um, Five got us about to Central Park. I think somewhere around mile 10 we were getting into, we were already in uh, Central Park by then. And that's where we first saw our families that had been waiting for us. So uh, my niece and my nephew and my wife, my kids uh, were all there cheering for us and gave them high fives along the way. And, you know, it, we were pumped. We were having a good time. My brother-in-law said, how you doing? You know, 10, I think, ah, we're doing okay. Um, we kept going then. And it, it, it got harder then, let me tell you. So I think um, my, my little gap in training, you know, began to catch up to me there. And also my heart rate, because it had maintained in the uh, low 150s, which is above my marathon heart rate. And that started catching up to me. My, my lungs were fine, but my legs were really starting to hurt. I was feeling it in my hip, I was feeling it in my knee. I was feeling it in my hip where I'd been shivering before the race started. And I felt like my right hamstring was going to cramp up. Uh, I'm just grabbing it now because that's still one of the little tender muscles I have. Um, Post-race, three days later, and I was starting to have some pain. My brother-in-law was starting to have some pain. And, uh, you know, long story short, it was, it was a grind the final two miles. Um, I was able to hold out the, the times. Um, but not without significant pain, and um, you know the heart rate was up in the upper 150s at that point in time. Um, but I crossed that finish line. I was under two hours, which was my goal. I was at one hour 58 minutes, 24 seconds, I believe it was, uh, 8,490th, I think, out of 21,695, and you know that was great. Um, finishing with just a ton of people. Uh, coming through there and, and just felt the accomplishment. I, I had pulled off this training. I mean, I was literally missed two weeks and w largely was running two days a week trying this other fitness routine, and I just pulled off a half marathon. That felt awesome to me. And let me tell you, I think um, this is uncommon. So uh, I, I'm letting you know that if you're over 40, you're trying to think about these things, you don't have to do it like these young runners do and and crank out high miles all the time and run 12s, 13s, uh, a couple days a week, and all that kind of stuff. You don't have to do it, literally. 
I, I ran one long run a week. My other run was somewhere around four miles in, the, in that shorter area with some speed work in that. And I did these weight routines. I feel better. I recovered faster than I ever have before. And I accomplished my goal without just you know blowing loads of time, which I don't have as a, as a busy business guy along the way, busy family guy along the way. So um, it was an accomplishment. I loved it. A few key takeaways that I want to take you back to again for your business and web social is that you got to have a strategy and you got to map it out and don't be afraid to be creative this this uh, program I'm using from the Netherlands I mean this is uncommon this is something that not everybody's doing this is not something that you will find in, in runner's world this is not something that you necessarily find online if you just google um, half marathon training plan right this took a little bit more research and um, it was awesome you know I had to I had to google uh, two-day, three-day week training programs for half marathon and, and kind of dig into this further before I came upon this research study. Uh, it was just great information. It was a great study. It was a great test. It was a great accomplishment. Uh, my niece, you know, a number of times along the way, she said, you know, what was this race for? And we say, you know, autism research. She said, well, you know, was that, is that for me? And I was like, yes, it's for you. And she you did it for me? And I was like, yeah, we did it for you. And, you know, it meant something to her. And that, that's what it's about, isn't it? Um, it's about, you know, taking a look at your life. How can you add value? How can you do something that uh, sets you apart? Your business, if it's going to be marketed well, there's going to be competition, but you need to be you. Be your unique you, okay? And that's what sets you apart. You know, to, to we, we each are, uh, we can be uncommon. We don't have to be, you know, something that's not ourselves. It has to be authentic. But um, being who we are will attract uh, that type of clientele that is attracted to that. So uh, I want to I want to leave you with that, and um, I want to say that you know if if you're not on that fitness trail, um, you need to think about that because uh, if you want to if you want to make an impact, uh, you're reducing your impact if you're not physically well to do that on a daily basis. You know, and uh, you're going to be much healthier. You're going to think clear. You're going to feel better if you get through that. And I know there's all kinds of things that can take you a while to get there. Um, some other time I'll have to tell you about my journey uh, out of rheumatoid arthritis and not being able to run without pain any mile uh, to being able to do this today. Diet changes. Uh, I am largely uh, gluten-free. I am uh, largely uh, processed food-free um, and it, you know uh, processed sugar-free. Um, I do eat a ton of spinach, and but I do have uh, meat. I have largely chicken protein, uh, those types of pieces, and I say largely, so gluten-free. You know, I'm not 100% because uh, there's it's just too tough at times. You, you go somewhere, that's what's on the table, and somebody and I don't want to be rude to people, so I will eat things. I will eat the pizza with the crust, okay? But otherwise, I stay away from dairy. I stay away from anything with wheat in it, and I try to do that 85% to 90% of the time. It works for me. I've, I've cleaned the body, purged it out, uh, running better, running healthy, feeling good. And that's what I want to leave with you today is that, uh, you know, you got to have a plan. Um, it's okay to think of an uncommon plan. Most plans that you found what everyone else is doing, you're going to get the same result, and that's not unique to you. You have to think through that. And, um, you know, what is it that you want to accomplish? What, what is, what's, what's the goal out there, and how can you weave these things to, together and how can you improve what you're doing and leave a lasting impact? So for me, 
um, you're going to start seeing more of um, you know this side of things. The, uh, the in this regard, it's going to be the, the fitness, the mission, uh, as to add to what you already know about the web, social, and business. So, any thoughts on this? I'd be glad to have your comments. Leave them out there. This is Mike with the Halftime Mike Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. Alrighty, thanks for listening to this episode of the Halftime Mike Podcast. Remember, what you do in the second half can change the outcome of the game for your business. What's the next step you need to take today to act on? Does your business need website software tools or social media help? Come on over and visit me at MikeEnglish.com. I'm also available if you want me to speak at your next event. Visit MikeEnglish.com slash speaking to learn more. Join me again for another episode of the Halftime Mike Podcast because I am your no-nonsense guy, adding value to you to help you win the game in the second half.